In a world where people strive to conquer the digital landscape, the best leaders are moving forward and planting flags. This is the Oil & Gas Digital Doers podcast, where you can hear about the thrill of digital victory and the industry's best guidance on how to win with your host, Michael O'Sullivan. So Halliburton and Neighbors Drilling are teaming up on something here. I'm sorry, I'm just, uh, just reading this article. Uh, let's see, where is it? It's in World Oil, but I'm sure you can probably find it other places. Um, and it's from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, I don't know, maybe I missed it. Nah, I, I think I saw it. I think I saw this. But anyway, um, I just stumbled on it again. And, and by the way, this is uh, the Oil & Gas Digital Doers podcast, so we talk about getting digital done. And I, yeah, here's a little example. Uh, Halliburton and Neighbors, they're teaming up um, uh, to, uh, what is it? Uh, to, to digitally link well planning with rig operations. So linking well planning with rig operations. That, that, that's a big deal. I mean, if they're, if they're really doing it successfully here, which, of course, Nagaraj over at Halliburton Landmark, he says they're doing it successfully. Uh, and, and so does, uh, I'm sure somebody, somebody here, neighbors probably. Anyway, it, it, the interesting thing is, uh, let's see, they are connecting well planning, digital well planning from Well Construction 4.0 with on-site execution using neighbors' neighbors' smart rig system helping our customers increase efficiencies and do all those wonderful things. Uh, the Landmark, so it's Landmark, Landmark Halliburton. The Landmark and Neighbor Solution utilizes an open architecture and provides operators with the ability to integrate seamlessly into their existing workflows and utilize these solutions right out of the box. So who doesn't want to integrate seamlessly? Who doesn't want to increase efficiencies? But actually, um, yeah, if, you, if you pull out all of the, the usual buzzwords, this seems like a really interesting thing because uh, this is an area, you know, between the, between the well plan and the actual rig operations is not something that has traditionally been, you know, a really, um, we talk about handoffs in the various stages of the life cycle. And this is one of those ones that's been a, it's a, a t been a tough one in the past. So anyway, um, if anybody's out there, if you're if you're if you're from Halliburton Landmark or neighbors, and and you're working on this or you know anything about this, um, yeah, get in touch. We should have you come on the show, and you, and you can talk about it. I'd love to do an episode on uh, on this, and you know, or we could do it on the tech show, on the only guest tech show as well. But um, but uh, but what I'm really interested in is. Are people using this, and are they actually? Uh, how does how does this look when you start getting digital done out there uh, with this type of a solution? So anyway, uh, I thought that was interesting. Uh, once again, this is the Oil and Gas Digital Doers podcast, and uh, uh, I'm supposed to say something after that. I don't. Remember. Oh yeah, 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 brought to you right here on the Oil and Gas Global Network, uh, just like many other podcasts. Now you probably noticed I left out a little piece of uh, of my usual spiel right there, which is usually I would say brought to you by our very good friends at Top Coder on the only guest global network. But, um, and, and they still are, they still are our very good friends at Top Coder and uh, Clinton Bonner is a, is a, is a fantastic guy. And they were very, they were very kind to sponsor this, uh, this podcast uh, as it was getting off the ground. Uh, they helped us launch it. 
And but you know, uh, things change and budgets move around and um, priorities, you know, go in different directions. And anyway, long story short, uh, they're not the sponsor anymore. Although we still love them, and they're still, and we're still, we're going to do a big event with them in in Houston in October. It's going to be really great uh, if you're in Houston. If you're in Houston in October, look for that. But anyway. Um, uh, we are we're, so we now have a new sponsor on it. Well, it's not a fi- well, it's official, but it doesn't really start until September first. And so you're going to hear this episode probably in the middle of October. And uh, so it's not it's not official yet, but I can go ahead and tell you that uh, the new sponsor for the Oil and Gas Digital Doers podcast is going to be our also very good friends at Hewlett Packard Enterprise HPE. We've been doing a lot with them lately uh, they've been sponsoring some of our happy hours in Houston and um, putting some people on the panels and um, and they have sponsored various other things for OGGN and uh, there's some great folks over there that we work with here in the Houston area and uh, also in other parts of the world so um, HPE is doing great things for the oil and gas industry and uh, and like I always say um, you know, we love our sponsors at OGGN, and we love them for the obvious reason that they pay the bills. And uh, without them, uh, I always say without them, there's no us. And that, you know, it's really true because without them, uh, uh, Mark LaCour and, 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 and all the rest of us, we'd, we'd have to go get, you know, other jobs because there'd be no money here. And, and this, is how we, this is how we get by. So thank you to our sponsors for that. But we also love our sponsors because... Um, they all are doing really great things for the industry. They're working hard. They're, they, they've got new innovations. They've got new, um, uh, you know, just uh, new products and services that uh, are aimed at the industry. And, and we don't really work with people who aren't making a difference. So, um, so if we like them, then you will probably like them too. And so you should, you should show all of our sponsors some love. Uh, they all have websites. They all have LinkedIn's. Uh, you know how to work all that interweb stuff. I don't have to tell you, but if you do go to oggn.com, you can uh, you can you can see who they all are. All their logos are there, and and you know, and, and there's like a there's like a sponsors page, uh, I think, on the website. And there's also a page that shows all the podcasts. So if you're kind of curious, well, what other podcasts are? By the way, we got a whole bunch of them. We are the largest, most listened to. Um, <laughs> so obviously somebody forgot to turn off his notification sounds today. So you're hearing my beeps and buzzes in the background. So anyway, I apologize for that. I'm not going to start over. We're just going to keep going. Um, but anyway, look at OGGN.com. You can learn about the other podcasts. You can learn about um, who our sponsors are. And who knows? Maybe one of them is doing something that is exactly what you need. We heartily endorse everything that they all do. So have a look there. All right. Enough of that. Um, so you, you might have also noticed, uh, those of you um, who are my, the, 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 the faithful listeners of this, of this podcast, those of you who are um, either unfaithful or just listening for the first time may not have noticed this, but the faithful ones did. And that was that last week, there was no Digital Doers episode. And so I, uh, uh, a thousand apologies for that. Um, I even had somebody, uh, good old Leroy. Leroy, uh, Leroy's last name is escaping me right now. I'll have to go and look it up. But but he's a great fan of OGGN. And uh, he keeps in touch with all of us all the time. He leaves a lot of great reviews and comments on our on our podcasts. And, um, and I'm sure he's going to be, he'll be excited about this little shout out. Uh, Leroy, Leroy, 
Matthias, Matthias. I'm not sure how to uh, say his name. He's in a different part of the world, so I've never met him in person. But Leroy even sent me a message and said, "Hey, there's no Digital Doers episode this week." That was last week, of course, and um, and he was right. He was he was right. And uh, I'm not going to make any excuses. I have excuses, actually. I do have excuses, but I'm not going to share them with you because it's very dull. Anyway, here we are now. Now, I also have to say that. Um, I don't actually have a guest for this episode. So uh, I, I, we got some great guests lined up uh, coming very soon. Um, but, you know, it's been summertime and uh, here in the Northern Hemisphere. And, you know, people are on vacation. It's tough to get people people's schedules lined up. I don't like to schedule people too far in advance. You know, I don't want to record an episode in June that you don't hear until August or something like that because, yeah, the content gets a little stale. So I try to keep it pretty tight. And, uh, and summertime just came along and kind of bit me in, uh, you know, various parts of the anatomy. So, so however, we do, I do have something I want to talk about. Um, well, the first thing was I want to tell you that HPE is going to be the new sponsor, and, and they're already working on... I'm working with them on some, some cool new things that we want to do with the show, and that's going to be coming up very soon. Um, uh, you know, as always, there's lots of stuff going on with OGGN that you need to be checking out. We do have our, our next happy hour coming up here very soon in Houston on August 26th. Um, you may, you're probably going to hear this episode in time to buy tickets for that happy hour if you're in Houston. Uh, or, you know, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. You might want to just fly in and have some sandwiches and drinks with uh, some of the folks here in Houston. But um, all that's going on. So, uh, And you should be joining the street team if you're not already part of the OGGN street team. Um, they're doing great stuff, uh, having a lot of fun. I think there's some new street team swag. I'm not sure what it is exactly, to be honest with you. Um, I'm sure that I have an email telling me what it is. But anyway, uh, the street team, the OGGN street team, which you can learn about on LinkedIn, um, is uh, they just do a lot of, there's different, there's actually little sub teams now. I don't want to call them committees because that makes it sound really boring. But there's, but there's individual teams who are, you know, focused on social and focused on, um, you know, just a, a variety of different things. So, um, uh, and Leroy, if you're out there and you're not part of the street team, you know, you don't have to be in Houston to be part of the street team. You can actually, anybody, anybody can be part of the street team um, as long as you are, uh, you know, within, within communication range of uh, planet earth okay enough of that now here's something that um so this is probably gonna be a short episode unless unless i just get on a roll and keep rambling in which case you know you're always you know you can feel free to turn it off you don't have to listen to the end but um i did i wanted to bring up something that's been circulating for a while in this digital transformation discussion really really even going back to last year um and and I want to actually get the opinions and point of view of you, our faithful listeners, uh, and uh, you know even you who aren't faithful listeners. Anybody, anybody, I'd love to hear anybody's opinion on this. Um, and the way you can do that, by the way, is anytime you want to share an opinion with me, uh, you can always send me an email. Um, I know it seems a little old-fashioned, but uh, you can send an email to michael.osullivan at oggn.com. Don't put the apostrophe in the O'Sullivan because then it's not going to work. But michael.osullivan at OGGN.com. And you can, you can tell me whatever you like. If you think the show is horrible, you can tell me that too. Of course, you can do that in the reviews. Uh, but, you know, maybe give me, maybe give me a heads up in an email before you write a terrible review. So um, here's what I want to know. Here's what I, this, this topic of ITOT convergence has been... Um, 
just it's kind of like in the popcorn machine it just keeps like like popping and, and and bubbling and going to the top and everybody wants to talk about it and um we, i've had people on the on the tech show uh talk about it i've had a lot of people on this show talk about it we've had panels about it um i've had you know um uh we, we do a little consulting on the modal point side over here and uh we've had people talk you know come to us about it there and um there's lots of things to talk about with ito and so if you're not familiar with that with the concept IT, OT, so IT, we all know what that is, right? Information technology, it's all the regular, the regular computing and network and all that stuff that supports like the regular business operations, um, the office work, if you will. Um, and then there's uh, this concept of OT, operational technology, which, you know, in oil and gas, we have lots of technology in this industry that really doesn't have a lot to do with computers sometimes. But in this case, what we're talking about is the world, the industrial control systems, the process controls, right, the SCADA environments, the places where, like refineries, where you have a whole bunch of uh, process control stuff and all that is, you know, traditionally controlled by an assortment of uh, computer systems and networks and things. Um, and those systems have been out there for a long time. I mean, they're not new. They're not part of digital transformation. Well, they're they're becoming part of <laughs> digital transformation, but but they did not originate. They were long, around long before um, before uh, before digital transformation was ever a thing. So, um, and and typically they are uh, they're kind of standalone. They're they're set off apart from everything else, they're contained physically, virtually, you know, like the networks are isolated, the facilities are isolated, and all because of, you know, we wanna make sure that they're secure um, and that nothing interferes with them that could destabilize things. Uh, because as you know, if we have downtime in a refinery, um, you know, it's, it's just astronomically I don't have those, those, I don't remember what those figures are right now, but you know, like a refinery goes down for a day and it's like a seven digit problem for that company. So, um, so, you know, these OT systems, we kept them. Uh, so the story goes, uh, they were, they were, they were built, isolated. Uh, it, they were, they're taken care of by other people besides really like the core IT organization in a, in a company. Um, and those people, do things a certain way and for good reasons. And I don't, I'm not saying that uh, facetiously, they do things a certain way for good reasons. However, um, there are new good reasons that have uh, come into the picture, which maybe um, are causing, create the need for new uh, certain ways of doing things. And the new, the new things are, um, you know, and this is where digital transformation does come into play because, um, you know, those, those systems that are out there, those process control systems, they, they generate a lot of data. Um, we know that. They've always generated a lot of data. And it was mostly used. So most of this data was, was produced and consumed by whatever the function was that it served, right? That's, that's, what it was, that's what it was for. And then after that, whenever that function or that process completes, that data is not... Um, you know, maybe it gets put in a, in a historian somewhere, or it gets. But for the most part, it's it's kind of like for the point in time of the, the function that it's supporting. Um, and uh, you know, let's say readings off of instrumentation, for example, right? You're, you're getting the readings, uh, the the process control system, whether it's a person or whether something's done automatically. It opens something, it closes something, and it makes an adjustment. It's done. Now we move on to the next thing. Um, and then we said, uh, and some of you, and so for, for those of you who are very familiar with this concept, you know, you can skip over this part. But um, 
But what we said is, hey, you know, and this is just one example, by the way, of, of ITO deconvergence and digital transformation in these environments. But just as one example, we said, hey, you know what, if we had, if we could get our hands on that data, like, like get it out of that, that SCADA system or that whatever it is, and if we could kind of bring it into something else over here, maybe in the cloud and do some analytics on it, um, and, and maybe apply some, you know, uh, other, you know, so, some AI or machine learning or whatever. Anyway, we could, uh, you know, we could do good things, right? Maybe we could predict failures. Maybe we could, um, uh, you know, before, you know, predict failures before they happen uh, and, um, and then address those things. Uh, maybe we can make adjustments. Yeah, there's a whole array of things that the experts say, hey, if I could get that my hands on that data, well, in order to do that, uh, we gotta we got to tap into those systems. we got to feed that data out into an, somewhere else. And now, all of a sudden, you're introducing all these complexities that we've been so successful in avoiding in these environments so that we don't have instability and downtime and security problems and everything else, right? Because it turns out this stuff can get hacked, uh, as we all know from various recent events. So, um, so, th so that creates this whole, uh, let's say, culture clash of, um, of uh, those, the, the people who come from more of the IT analytics world saying, we need to get at this stuff and we can, and we can, we can put processes and things out there alongside these, on these uh, computers and these networks. I'm trying to keep this kind of in like simple language without getting too geeky, right? Not that I could get that geeky if I wanted to, but, but you know, we could, we can put some processes out there that will grab this data and send it places or do, or maybe pre-process it, look for the exceptions and then send it to the cloud or, you know, whatever. And then that creates all sorts of anxiety for the people who low these many years have, have maintained those systems and kept them safe and kept them stable and avoided downtime as much as they could. Um, so anyway, so you, so you can see where this is leading, right? You end up with, um, with uh, quite a lot of conflicting objectives. Um, you, have, you have sort of cultural conflicts there. You've got um, technical conflicts, right? A lot of these, these systems, these SCADA systems are still running on you know, very specific computers that have very specific configurations that run, you know, and it has to be on that one because that's the only one that's got the particular connection on it that we need in order to, right? Like it's, it, it, so there's technical compatibility issues. And, you know, you come in and you say, hey, I'd like to drop in some, uh, some microservices running these, uh, these, uh, these things that are going to like consume data and get insights and send it to the cloud, right? These things don't all run on the same kind of stuff. So here's my question. So all that is to say, um, and I've, I've talked with, well, okay, I'm not getting to the question yet, because I've talked with people. So there are some companies, uh, that have had a, a tremendous amount of success in bringing these two worlds together and doing really great things. Um, uh, my friend out there at Air Liquide, who I haven't talked to for, for a while, I need to check in on him, but um, Marty Martin at Air Liquide was a champion for this ITOT convergence stuff, and he did a fantastic job over the course of probably a couple of years. Um, and, um, and, and, and there are people, and I, I know that uh, um, our friends out at ExxonMobil, out in the Permian, have done some, some great stuff uh, uh, working together with Microsoft, I think, and some other people. Um, you know, it's all, you know, we don't, 
we're very secretive about these things, so it's always hard to know exactly exactly what's going on. But I'm pretty sure they've been successful. Um, and then I know other people that have that have struggled with this and continue to struggle with it. Primarily, I think the struggling typically comes in places like refineries, where um, you know we've kind of have these these facilities that have been there for a long time, right? We haven't exactly built a lot of refineries in the last 50 years. And in some cases, the people running this stuff have been there, you know, for, for half of that time, you know, running it, uh, or maybe they were somewhere else running it. Now they're running it here exactly the same way they did. So it, this seems to me, so let's just use refineries as an example. Um, if I want, so now we get to the question. If I, if I want to do this, right, let's say I'm I'm in one of these companies and I'm saying, we got to be able to do this, right? We need to be able to bring the new stuff together with the old stuff and run it. And, and we, it needs to be secure. It needs to be stable. Um, we need to be able to do all this data analytics stuff. We need to be able to bring in this automation and, and, and the new tech together with the old stuff. We need to not jeopardize what we have. That whole thing. Um, what's What should I do? How do I... I'm not talking about the technology because... I'm talking about because we because there are ways to get all this technology to work together and to get things done right. The hard part is as a, and this comes to the theme of the show, which is getting digital done. Sometimes one of the biggest obstacles to getting digital done is how do you get the right people organized around the right things with the same common objectives and working together. So, if you have either had success with this or not had success, maybe you've so either you've learned by being successful or you've learned through the school of hard knocks, which, uh, which uh, by the way, I have a graduate degree in, um, uh, you know, tell me about it. I would love to hear, I would love to be able to share with the rest of the world. Um, what, what's the key to, uh, who should lead it, right? Should it be led from somebody should it be committee-led? Does it need a champion? Like, where does the champion come from? Should the champion come from the operational side, of, or should the champion really come from somewhere in corporate or IT, um, or should it come from somewhere else? Uh, who should who sh- who's the best person to champion that? How do they get people working together? How do you how do you prioritize? What are the highest value business objectives? Um, and and uh, and. And what what do you what do you go after first? What are the mistakes that you need to make? Like all like anybody who has had uh, success or otherwise with uh, this whole IT OT convergence thing. And again, I'm not talking about how to configure your your VMs, you know, alongside of your microservices and and the Purdue model and the whole thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about as a company, as a team, as, you know, functionally. If you've had success with this, I would love to hear about it. Send me an email. Uh, we could even, we could get you on the show. Or if I hear from a whole bunch of people, maybe I'll do some sort of survey. Says uh, this is the answer. So, um, and if I hear from nobody, then this episode will just fade away into non-existence, and we'll ne- we'll never talk about it again. That's gonna wrap it up for today, folks. Uh, that was really all I wanted to. Um, and and I'm I'm hoping that I can get some feedback on this, and maybe it will stir up some great conversations for some subsequent episodes. Uh, and, and by the way, if you have anything else that you'd like, I mean, we're doing a little bit of a reset with this show right now. We're getting a new sponsor. I'm thinking about, you know, I'm coming out of, out of the summer doldrums, thinking about um, what do we want to do. And this is one of those shows where, um, you know, we're talking about getting digital done. That can really be, that can take many different uh, shapes and forms. Uh, what is most helpful for you to hear about? Who would you like to hear from? 
What would you like to hear more about? What would you like to hear le- less about? Maybe sometimes we beat the same uh, horses over and over again. So anyway, send me an email uh, or just, you know, get in touch on LinkedIn or, or whatever you like to do. Um, and that's going to do it. Uh, as a reminder, uh, OGGN is doing some fantastic things. So uh, have a look at our LinkedIn, um, look at our website, and, um, and, and also show our sponsors, uh, show our sponsors some love. Like just, just have a look at what they're doing. You know what? If you really want to make their day, if you want to make one of our sponsors say, holy cow, this is the best day of my life. Like send them an email and ask them a question or call them up. You know, they're not, they're not necessarily going to try to sell you anything, but they would love to know that somebody out there in OGGN listener land heard about them and thought that they were important and wanted to know more about what they were doing. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, what else? Anything else? No, that's it. Oh, uh, thank you to our audio fixer guy, Mr. Mac Roman. Um, he always makes us sound fantastic. And, uh, and the whole OGGN team, which is working very hard to bring you the very best content that you are going to find anywhere in the oil and gas industry. And now, uh, dare I say, the energy industry, because we are embracing the, uh, the wide world of, of energy discussion and uh, as evidenced by some of our new podcasts, which you should be going to, uh, to check out right now and find out what they are. In the meantime, I am now going to go have a look at my email and see if there's anything in my inbox from you. Come back next week for yet another exhilarating expedition into the very real world of the best digital doers in the oil and gas industry. A production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.